Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. I'm super excited for today's guest. I feel like um, I feel like I went to high school with you. Although I feel that uh, if this whole thing was high school, it, which is kind of is right, Instagram and this whole influencer thing, um, wellness, the crust of wellness. I feel like you uh, are a senior, and I'm more like maybe sophomore freshman because I remember <laughs> when I was coming up. Am I, I cool? Remember, but am I cool? Let's just yes. establish that. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If this was the breakfast club, which character would you be? Oh, I totally would have been Molly Ringwald. Would you? Okay. Yeah. So she was the, wasn't she the prom queen? Well, wait, I got to think about it. No, no, listen, I would have been like some, I would have been some hybrid Mm. of Molly Ringwald and um, the nerdy smart kid. (laughs) The oh, Michael I thought character. you were going to say Ali yeah. Sheedy, but no, you're talking about the, the nerdy smart. Okay. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. So no, listen, in high school, it was like, I was, I had one foot in the click and mm. I had one foot with the stray dogs. Yes. And I feel like I, I still kind of work that way. It's like, um, I like the things and I have the language and I love that kind of pop culture scene, mm-hmm. but I really want to sit in the corner of the cafeteria with the fringy guy and ask him like how his father is treating yeah. him. Yeah. You're a bridge. Yeah. You're a bridge. I think you're a connector. Um, Laporte. It's, fu- it's, it's mm. funny. Yeah. It's funny. You say that, uh, um, the popular, uh, girl, and then also, um, kind of t- taking in the, um, the strays, if you will. And, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like on the internet, um, yeah, you, I think you have a diverse audience, right? I think, um, a lot of people gravitate toward you because you are very popular and you're an author. And we're going to get into uh, who you are, <laughs> what you do. But mm-hmm. uh, also, I, I think because of um, your spiritual energy, you really throw a wide net. And I think a lot of people um, mm-hmm. gravitate toward you. Um, I, I know when I first discovered you, and I, I don't know if it was your newsletter, uh, um, but it was like, I think, 12 years ago. And then and then, and then you're kind of peripheral. Uh, but I really gravitated toward your like, no BS. There's uh, you're you're very the, what you put off is very authentic. It's very consistent, like um, butter, grass fed butter is like uh, you don't have a lot of false moments. There's not a lot of filler. There's not a lot of filler. Yes, and so mm-hmm. um, it just you just show up in kind of an honest way, and that was I remember that's kind of what I uh, gravitate toward. And of course, you know, you're a very talented writer, your words. Okay. Who am I talking to? Danielle okay. Laporte is a member of Oprah's Super Soul 100. I think we could just stop there. Isn't that just yeah. kind of... <laughs> no, don't, don't stop there because I can tell you, I mean, this is... Um, I mean, where do you go from there? That, that's, 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 that's cool. It's great on a resume. I have mm-hmm. super respect for Oprah. I want to keep yeah. doing things with Oprah. And those things everybody's got to realize like a lot of that stuff is political sure a lot of that stuff is luck just like someone knows you and someone calls you and there's a list being built and they call you and maybe they called five other people that day Mm -hmm. and you were the one that answered the phone and had the conversation so keep going (laughs) 
I mean, listen, just speaking of being honest, uh, just what you just said, you know, instead of um, bragging about that notch, you know, in your belt, yeah. um, you pulling the curtain back and saying, hey, this is what it's really like. So thank you for that. Um, it still doesn't take away from that. Uh, in Oprah's Winfrey's words, you are uniquely connecting the world together with a spiritual energy that matters. I love the last part, uh, a spiritual energy that matters. Because it also kind of implies that there's a spiritual energy in this world. Maybe that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) And maybe because it's a little false, you know. Um, You're also the former director of a future studies think tank in Washington, D.C., where you managed a team of creating global scenarios. Yeah. What is is that? So I had – so what it was is – so think tank, I mean, think tank is very Washington DC mm-hmm. speak, right? Like outside of Washington, people don't really get it. Um, think tank is you get a bunch of smart people together and you write white papers, these essays that you, you know, the, then the media refers to like what's really going on with geopolitics and in the world, or mm. you sell, in our case, we'd sell these really expensive research papers to the Pentagon <laughs> talking wow. about weapons of mass destruction or water wars or AIDS in Africa. It was super trippy. I had 21 futurists, a poet, a food scientist, um, and we just talked about global trends. And, Man, you know, side thing. note, I did, it's a big thing. And side note, like, I don't have, I never went to college. I never went to university. Mm. So that, I actually learned to use that to my advantage. So while I'm struggling with big imposter complex, like mm. big time, yeah, I have while I'm there, like, you know, people were asking me like what my alma mater was, and I didn't even know what that meant. Mm. It's like alma mater. That's that's Latin for something. Yes. Um, but then I learned to flip it. I was like, you know, I'd go to parties, and I'd say, oh, I just graduated high school. I never went to college, and that made me different in that more, scene. more impressive so, more impressive i think also you know it, i used i used it yeah yeah well you have a podcast uh oh the last sentence and this is my favorite uh danielle mm-hmm. now speaks about the intelligence of the heart um and we'll, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about what that means uh i love that heart intelligence uh she also has a podcast with love comma danielle and i love how you uh sign your newsletters and this is something that i remember from back and it's never really changed is your your signature right mm-hmm. um, which i love and then of course she has a ton of books and i also wanted to today we're going to talk about um okay it's a long one what love really is and the conditions for healing and forgiveness um mm-hmm. some of her books right how to be loving this is your is this your most recent right Yep. yep. How to be loving. Most recent when your heart book. is breaking open and the world is waking up. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fire starter sessions, the desire map, mm-hmm. white hot truth. That sounds sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's always a little edge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're also the creator of heart centered membership and the heart centered leadership program with over 400 plus coaches, facilitators in 30 different countries. You're doing a lot. So thank you for all your work. Um, I wanted to start with pulling one of your cards. So oh, I love Dan- you. Danielle invited me to dinner and um, I'm going to be honest. I thought I'm also an author and I thought these kind of cards were, you know, maybe gimmicky. Sometimes uh, they come off as cheesy, but I got, I t- yeah. took one of these home, you know, and um, 
I started going through them and I'm like, wow, these are amazing. And I started to look forward to pulling one every day. And so uh, they're gorgeous, by the way. And uh, they're not cheesy at all. They're actually, and also I think part of it is because we live in such a digital world to actually feel something like a card in your hand. The uh, analog of this um, is refreshing. So um, these are the first cards you can find find them on her web- website or wherever you buy her books um, that I just, I think they're classy. They're artistic. There's nothing. So this is, place. so this is the how to be loving deck. This goes there. Mm-hmm. So there's the book, there's the deck and then there's the journal. And with every card deck, I wanted to feel like a page, not a quip. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. So they're, go, what do we get? Very What'd expensive. The first one I pulled uh, <laughs> for today is every emotion carries a message. Oh, I love mm. this. Every emotion carries a message. Witness, honor, and learn from your feelings. We want to interpret the signals that our emotions are always sending us. We want to fully feel our feelings without over-identifying with them. Feel them and release them. Love them. Don't try to possess them. Do you want to expand on this mm. a little bit? Yeah, this is a big one to start with. Um, This is the whole problem of human existence. Mm, (laughs) This is a good start. Yeah. Uh, My revelation over the last few years was uh, me feeling like lit up and purposeful and connected was not about me being in a good mood. And so I really Mm. started to look at the origin of feelings. Was Was I at the mercy of my feelings? What, you know, what is it, where do emotions come from? What's the difference between emotions and states of being? And I think the, I mean, I don't, my experience is just, I'm I'm checking off a Buddhist box, which is mm. misidentification is the root of all suffering. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. But I want to refine that and say identifying as your emotions is one of the big juicy roots of our suffering. Mm. So you're not sadness. You're experiencing some sadness. Right. In fact, John, I got news for you. You're not even angry. <laughs> <laughs> not angry. <laughs> you were just experiencing anger. some anger. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I love that detachment. I love that uh, then yes. what we feel isn't what we are. I think a lot of people um, – I do a lot of work with single people and redefining singlehood, giving singlehood a cape. And a lot of people feel less than because uh, they stamp themselves as lonely or as single and, uh, you know, internalize and measure their worth because they haven't found love or a partner. Um, and I think all of that is, is dangerous. So starting with, yeah, uh, that every emotion carries a message and that um, you are not exactly what you feel, you know, you're experiencing you these things, I think is a great yes. reminder. Okay, Danielle, I want to know kind of like um, how you you started, um, and, and you 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 can go as far back as you want. Um, I I came across you when you were already in the air, 
right? Um, and, and you're soaring now. But before then, how did you, I mean, you mentioned you didn't go to college. Um, how did you become um, this kind of powerful catalyst? Thank you. I, I was a grind. Mm. <laughs> you were a grinder or was a, a grind? It, <laughs> I'm a grinder. Um, it's been like, it's, it's been suffering and it's been blessing. It's been like giftedness and mm -hmm. it's been striving. It's been a dark night of the soul. It's been a lot of disappointment. Yeah. It's been relationships and friendships and love and tenacity. And it's been meditating and workshopping and swimming in a cold ocean and it's been it's all the things yeah <laughs> that's all the things you, you know it was divorce and it was almost mm -hmm. bankruptcy and mm -hmm. it was oprah super soul 100 and it yeah. was sexy and it was ugly and it was by the way motherhood um the the how-to of it was wordpress Oh, blogging. WordPress to WordPress, okay. blogging. I mean, yeah. WordPress for all so many of us in the space, like kind of mm -hmm. the OGs 10 years yeah, ago super OG. is to like what the Gutenberg press was to like printing and, right, right. and language. Right. So it's like, I, so you started as a blogger, which I also did. Yeah. I started as yeah. a blogger essentially. I mean, I did the whole DC thing. Mm -hmm. I was a publicist. That's really where it started. Mm -hmm. I was a publicist. I was getting people. I had a fax machine. I was getting people gigs mm -hmm. on radio and all those things before there like really was an internet. Like I, one of my, one of my original emails was like, I was Danielle at AOL.com. Mm, it's, yeah, you know, like, yeah. um, <laughs> and so I got in that scene and I didn't know that I was going to like me promoting all these people. I would end up on the other side of like, you know, someone was going to be my publicist someday. Mm. And, um, I left DC because it became really Republican, which was gross at the time. Yeah. And at least to me. And then I got rejected from, I moved back to Canada. I got rejected from art school. Mm, from art school. And then from art school, mm -hmm. I was going to be a painter. I wanted to be the next Rothko. Oh, interesting. Or I wanted to be the next Versace meets Donna Karen. It was, mm -hmm. I was going to go into design. And that was never, that wasn't it. I thought about going to film school mm -hmm. and I, I met someone who said, did you went to film school too? What yeah, were you going to make? Uh, what were you going to make? I was a screenwriter. Mm, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. I, I knew this about you. Yeah. 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 I was going to make documentaries. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, and I had I my like speech plan. You were going to make documentaries. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wow. was going to stand up and say like my, this dress costs more than the budget of this film. Thank you for the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was going to do windmills before my Oscar speech and say uh, to everyone, only in America, uh, but that never happened. Um, but yeah. That, okay. It. So the interesting, there's a, we have so much overlap. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, didn't get into art school, had a passion for film design. I mean, it's still all right brain creative stuff. At what oh, point very did, creative, yeah. At what point did you realize, yeah. oh, I could write? At what point did you realize people responded to your words? Or has that always been the case? 
the writing was always there, always mm-hmm. expressive. Yeah. Pub, you know, I wanted to win the public speaking award, mm-hmm. did my, you know, grade one. I'm, my name is Danielle. I'm going to speak on Eskimos today, which, you know, you could say Eskimos at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what happened is when I got back to Vancouver, I never thought I'd come back to Canada because America is where you make the money. America mm-hmm. is where you become number one mm-hmm. at things. Canada is where you have an inferiority complex and, you know, the currency sucks. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the best moves I made. And I just started hanging out with some fashion, interior design, spiritually focused friends. Mm-hmm. And with one of them, we started this process. So like, I really love methodologies. I love systems. I love formulas. As much as I you know, talk shit about it. I actually love how to steps. (laughs) Like I'm always saying like, there's no seven steps to enlightenment, but I have seven steps and things for, I have a system for this. And we created something called style statement. And it was, we came up with two words and it operated on this formula, this 80, 20 principle. And my style statement was sacred dramatic. It was like your roots and your wings and all these. And we ended up doing these very, we started with like it was three hundred dollars for a session, and then our then we got the Globe and Mail did a piece on us, and the, our internet fax machine at the time blew up, mm-hmm. and we started doing these one on one sessions for people. Oh. And then Oprah called around like ten years ago. Then, and then before your book, t- no, not this is after you have a, had a book out. Correct? This is like one of my our first books. And uh, which I never talk about because I lost the intellectual rights to the, I lost the copyright Mm. in a business divorce, which is now mended and there's lots of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I got, so we started this big business when Oprah called because I was, you know, sharp and I was like, hey, Oprah's called, the phone is going to keep ringing, I'm going to go raise some money now. So I went and raised a bunch of capital for this business. And then I got Steve jobbed from my own business. So I hired a CEO, all the dudes involved. I think it's an important part of the story. They're all male said, Hey, if you hire this wonder kid CEO to run your business, we'll give you all this capital mm-hmm. and you can be the next big brand. And of course we said, yes, my business partner and I at the time said yes. And then uh, it didn't take long. Just within a few months, they uh, constructively dismissed me. Because wow. we had creative differences. Wait, how and can they, they when it all the hangs brand. on you? Like if everything hangs on you, how can they dismiss you? You're the leader of the band. Like you actually are the, the yeah, lead, lead that's vocal. what I thought. That's what I thought. But when they own your, and when you sign your image and your actual oh, name right, over right. to an incorporation and your parking spot and your URL, they can do that. Like I had yeah. to, um, I had to surreptitiously go to Instagram and, and, and beg for my own Instagram handle back. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was wild times. And that was really like the birth of me being solo. That was like, I wouldn't, Mm. that was not a dark night of the soul because I since know what one is, but that was like seriously challenging. Thought about declaring bankruptcy. So much betrayal, betrayal, betrayal. This became this theme in my life, Mm. women, betrayal. And, um, and there was WordPress and oh, I started writing and just, that was the vine that pulled you out of the quicksand. Yeah. That was oh, yeah, the for, for control, you know, as a blogger, uh, yeah. to your 
page and what goes on that page is all you. Um, while you were on WordPress, I started on Tumblr and it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. many people would read it. It was just kind of documenting my post-divorce, getting up uh, the daily struggle. And um, people resonated with that. And the, um, I'm sure that kind of happened with you. So the blog took off, I'm assuming. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, then you captured an audience, newsletters and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, this is before social media. So then this is around, around social media. Yeah. Uh, but another the a key thing there was I had to make money. Mm -hmm. And all you know, all quote, all I knew how to do was help people start online businesses. Uh oh, Right. So I hung out my shingle and said, oh, it's going to be, you know, for $300, yeah. I will help you come up with $10,000 ideas. Mm. And I did that. And then I would also, <laughs> um, I would go wherever anybody would have me. So I'd say, listen, if you can get 10 people in your living room, probably female entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. I'll pay my flight, I'll pay my hotel. And I'll charge like two, three hundred bucks for an afternoon for everybody. I'd leave with a couple grand in my pocket. I'd go home, breastfeed my kid, book the next city. Yeah. And uh, and then I had a book. And then I had the fire starter session. So mm. 16 cities in a year almost killed me, but I had something. And then I I knew I wanted a book deal, but I tried to get an agent, did the whole tour in New York. Yeah. Nobody would have me yeah. because I was too poetic one agent told me you know only oprah's audience would identify with you and i was like is that not enough <laughs> is that is that not a good thing right. um and so i created a digital program mm. and launched my first digital thing called the fire starter sessions and i did it in the middle of a divorce so i would literally i was in my attic learning how to work um what was it like garage band or something. And um, I was crying and packing boxes to move out. Mm. I had a child. If things were kind of amicable, but still divorce a divorce, I would go um, put tea bags on my eyes and film a video for my online program. Wow. And that this became my probably first like 2000, book. what, uh, 12, 14? Uh, probably earlier than yeah. then, like the tens. Yeah. Wow, the early tens. Early. Yeah. That's definitely before Instagram. Yeah. 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 And then I just went deeper into my journey and it just was like entrepreneurship was easy to talk about. Mm -hmm. I was really brazen about things, you know, it was like, you know, Helvetica 900 point font. And then I just went deeper into the heart over time. What is your, and then you start writing books. What is your writing process? So if, if you were to, well, let me ask you this. If you were to put one, maybe you, you don't want to answer this question, but if you were to put one hat on, what would that be? Would you say that you're a writer? Would you say that you're a, a spiritual leader? What would you say you are, a coach? I would now say I've never used any of those terms. Mm. Um, I've always felt that I'm a seeker who writes about what I find. Okay. And I don't even, I mean, I'm just splitting spiritual hairs now, but I don't even really want to identify as a seeker because I'm really tired of looking. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I am, I am devoted to love. I, I am here to heal myself. And if I can support you to do the same, I'm going to do that. 
So the writing, so. uh, anything creative you do, cards, courses, workbooks, whatever, that's all just kind of the ripple from um, this this one word, which we're going to get into, which is which is love, right? Love. And that has always been um, – since I found you, that's always been your – theme that's always been you know yeah, yeah. That, that's your, your th and so um love is a big word um what 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 does love mean to you what is love love is i feel like there's two questions in there it's mm -hmm. like what does love mean to me mm -hmm. what's my experience of love and then what is what do i think it is philosophically which better be aligned, you know, yeah, <laughs> or it'd be really bad for, for my brand. Um, kidding about the brand part, but my experience of love is really simple that your happiness means as much to me as my happiness. Mm. Sometimes your happiness means even more to me. And I'm really okay with that. There's a, like in love, I feel, um, this kind of dissolving of identity. Mm -hmm. I don't, I feel unbounded. I don't give a fuck about boundaries. Mm -hmm. And um, I want us both to make progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the progress being like complete accept the, the acceptance of what is, is the progress. Like this mm -hmm. is what's happening now. Just to be with that is like the evolutionary leap. Now, like to put the like philosophical bow on all of this, I think love is a higher state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. Feelings come and they go. They are clouds in the sky. You are the sky. You mm -hmm. are the vastness. You mm -hmm. are the consciousness aware of the feelings. Now, you can be that state of consciousness. You can embody love. You can experience love. You can be like transmitting love. And that will create some feelings in you yeah. that are happy and joyful and loving and warm and sometimes destructive. And, you know, love is fire too. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not a feeling. It, it's, it, yeah. It and is, I, um, yes. I think it's such a big word. It, uh, uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't put it really in a sentence. Um, let's do this because I, I think this would be fun. Um, let's kind of hit the ball back and forth. Okay. So I. What do you think love is? Well, I, I, I see, I, um, I think in pictures, right? And I just kind of, okay. um, if I feel it, I, I kind of uh, say what I see. So um, one word or a sentence, um, I go, you go, I go, you go. Love is. Okay. I'm going to start with uh, greater than self. Love is, you go. Us. Oh, shit. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to play this game anymore. Um, <laughs> your story. Your story without the chapters torn out. Go ahead. You're the true story. Mm. Forgiveness. Default of the heart. Healing. Inevitable. 
Expansion. Please. Curiosity. Essential criteria. Don't even get through the door without it. Mm, painful at times. Fun. <laughs> Love is yeah. all of these things. And um, mm -hmm. I think it's a living, breathing thing. I think it is a, a spirit. I think it is a, some kind of flow state. I think it's the river that is always running. And I think we kind of like a whale coming up for air, tap into it, <laughs> dodge it, tap into it, dodge it. Um, so to be in love, uh, to show up loving, um, yeah, I think it's the greatest superpower that we have as humans for sure. So then can I give you my theory on what it means to say, I love you? Yes. If we're the stuff, so, you know, you bring up the ocean, mm -hmm. it's such a powerful metaphor mm -hmm. in terms of love. Um, you know, this goes back to misidentification. You're actually the ocean. We are actually the ocean, but we think we're just a drop. And then, you know, we get a more aware. We think, oh, I'm a wave, but you're still seeing yourself as separate, but you're the ocean. Okay. So you are love. You are made of love from love because of love. You're the stuff. So when we say, I love you, and we really are in that higher vibration, mm -hmm. it's not a game. It's not a pop song. I think re really what's going on is we're saying essentially what we're saying. The subtext is currently I'm aware that I am love itself and I am gazing upon you. I am love seeing you. Mm -hmm. I am love seeing you. So there's lots of acceptance there. So, so that means when, when you just even contemplate that, then you can get into you can entertain the notion that love is an as is proposition. Mm. Really, this is what uh, this is, you know, to just the fine point is like love is all inclusive. Love is inclusive. I got to love all my parts that I've been in therapy for. Yeah. I got to love all the things I'm ashamed of. Yeah. That's the work, by the way. Everybody tuning in, like, uh, bring to mind all the reasons you're in therapy or you were on drugs or the marriage didn't work or the things you loathe about yourself. Okay. So the invitation is not to just accept those things, but could you actively, actively, actively love those things mm. as is don't actually don't try and change. This has been my, this has been the work I've been really focusing on the last year or two. Um, like I would say my thing since you're a therapist, you can therapize me now. <laughs> I really feel like, like I was just having this great conversation. You met my partner, Will, mm -hmm. with Will the other night about the shadow, my shadow. Mm -hmm. And um, like, am I resisting seeing my shadow? We all, of course I am. We all do. But, you know, I'm just like, you know, babe, what do you think's in there? What do you think's in the basement? And I think what's in my basement is some like, evil, gnarly, right. witchy, domineering, tyrannical, you know, and I need to get her in order. And Will just said, because he is love, he just said doubt. Doubt. Mm. I was like, oh, 
that's it. I'm so hard on myself. Yeah. I think like my gnarly side is is evil. And it's like, no, my gnarly side just forget, just think she's a drop and not the ocean. Right. That's the, the separate, the stinking thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you, um, mm -hmm. so that's the thinking piece. What does the action of knowing that you are the ocean, not the drop look like in life, in the day to day? Oh. Um, this, this phrase has really helped me. It might be a bit poetic for some people. You can, we can come up with something else, but I just say, uh, I am vast. That's as simple as I can mm. get it down. Like I've, that's like my vast, essential yeah. oil of it. I am vast. Or sometimes I'll say my heart is as vast as the sky. This metaphor of ocean and sky, mm -hmm. really, really powerful for shaking the mind right, right. out of itself, you know? And if I'm vast, if I, if my heart and you know, this is all every mystic somehow gets down to this, your true nature, your Buddha nature, your essential self, your original self, mm -hmm. your Christ consciousness, your heart, just consider that it's as vast as the sky. You are, you is that big. And if you are that big and you can even just breathe into that visual for a second, a lot of stuff does not matter. Like. And this really works in relationship, like the, you know, the short story I've told a couple times is Will and I were in a bit of a tangle mm -hmm. and we're not the kind, we don't actually take space. We don't, if we're in the tangle, we just, we just grind through it and we get, we'll get to the other side. We're really good at restoring. Yeah. But it just so happened this day, we were in this, ugh, this knot. And we did have things scheduled and he had to go do his day. I had to go m do mine. And uh, we were going to end up meeting for sushi at like five o'clock. And I was going for a walk and I'm going through my list of all the things that all the relationship books have told me I should be paying attention to. And it's so, this for me is the nuance, John therapist is like, my ego will grab onto all the therapeutic how to's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and use it almost as like this beating stick. Like mm -hmm. um, my inner child felt this way when you did that and you didn't, you know, we need to do the, the check-in and is there more and how do you feel and all this stuff. And, um, you know, so I'm walking by the ocean and I'm going through the list of all the things, how, I got to get it better. He's got to get it better. And I'm coming up with my script for meeting at sushi. I'm going to walk in with this list yeah. on behalf of love. Mm -hmm. It's such bullshit, you know? And I just took my own medicine. I was like, I'm vast. I'm this guy. I am this guy. What if it's true that my heart is this spacious? And then the list just, I could actually just kind of see it evaporate. The list mm. became redonkulous. And then I just got back to like, I got room for that tussle we had this morning. I got room for his inner child ridiculousness and my controlling ridiculous. I got room for all that. And because I have room for that, I have room for really unconditional love yeah, and patience and this great vision of the future. And, you know, the end of that story is I just walked into the restaurant and I just like, hey, babe. <laughs> that was it.
Um, you're saying something that is uh, very important, I think, also telling of the times, which is um, because therapy, tools, wellness has become um, commercialized, commercial, commercialized, and um, it's formed a crust. And so uh, mm. there's a, now a lot of people who are walking and waving with prescriptions, right? And so they're trying to check a list, they're t- trying to use tools, they're trying to um, stick up for themselves and all of that, you know, which is coming from a good place. But I think sometimes we can get lost and uh, then use tools as weapons or shields to hide behind. And what you did was you just simplified, you went higher. And um, I love that what came out was just, hey, babe, <laughs> because it wasn't the yeah. words, it was what's underneath and, and the way that you, sh- you yeah. showed up as uh, the, uh, like you said, ocean vastness. Um, and all that ex- expansiveness, expansiveness yeah. you know, expansion was one of your, your words in the love back and forth Yeah, is that's the aim. I mean, you've also used an, an important word, which is, you know, you said I went higher. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It is higher yeah. is another, um, it's a, it's more than a spiritual metaphor. It's like a spiritual reality. Like, I learned in my most challenging times, like, you know, all my spiritual te- teachers used to say, offer it up, Danielle, offer it up, offer it mm-hmm. upward. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't get it. Like I, it was, it was still this intellectual con- concept for me. I was like, or they would say, it's not even yours. I like, what do you mean? And I got it. I got it in this really crunchy, painful time where the short version of the story is like shaman, psychotherapist, New Mexico. I'm in this river kind of baptizing myself. I'm in agony because the psychotherapy isn't working. Mm-hmm. And the medicine man cannot take my pain away. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the bind. And the guy I was into at the time, he just was out of it. And I just like, I realized in that moment, you know, I'm in the river and I like, I, where can I put my pain? Who could, who going to take it for me? Nobody's going to take it for me. Nobody's going to, no other human's going to accommodate that. Like we're going to take parts of it for each other. Yeah. Um, but we're not mergy enough that someone else is going to take on our pain. I mean, this could get in, we can end the whole discussion, like gurus do take on other people's suffering. But, um, I realized in that moment that I felt unworthy Mm-hmm. of offering my pain up to, to something higher than me. I actually felt like I was a burden to life, mm. God. And I got over it in that moment, just like, you got to take this or I'm going to crack. And, um, and it was a beautiful experience. I was just like, all right, mother, take my pain. And the revelation was like, the mother wants our pain, just like we want our children's pain. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. with your, your child. Um, so the letting, you're letting go. I'm not saying her name. Cause I don't know if you say your kid's name in public, but oh, um, Logan, <laughs> yeah, Logan with Logan. Wouldn't you just like take it all from her sure. if you could? Sure. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, the letting go. Um, there's a release in that. Uh, also, uh, when you think of it that way, uh, you used the word mother. Um, mm. There's there's a belief that there is something greater. There's a belief that it's not just you. 
it's a belief that you're taking care of. You know, there's all these other things that come from that um, giving to mother to release, to letting go, Um, which is a great segue into the the final piece of this, which is uh, healing and forgiveness. Right. And um, in the email, uh, you talk about what are the conditions of um, healing and forgiveness real quick though, off, off topic. um, Danielle recently gave me one of the, best compliments I've gotten in a long time via email. Mm -hmm. And she said, I love how assistant free and unorganized this process is. She's talking to me, getting her, me, getting her on the uh, podcast and emailing. It's efficient and liberating. Can I assume I don't have to sign an NDA NDA and commit to promoting this episode with 30 dedicated emails? I love it. You, You know, what's funny is like, and that's why I just, let's just, I do have an assistant, but we let's just I've talked to you know here. Let's just shoot the shit. What do you want to talk I about? Love what do you want to come on? And it's gotten it's to what, the point. Do you want to be like, on? <laughs> it's so easy. I know, uh, but it's gotten to the point where yeah, it goes through different people, and then Google calendars, mm-hmm. and then he, here's the thing that you have to do if you're on my show. It's like, oh, can't we just hang out and pretend? Can't we just talk like no one's listening? Well, it's two things. Can't we just talk like no one's listening and be a grown up? Mm. Like, do you, if you yeah. want to be on my show, yeah, this is the time. Here's the link. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not. It's pretty easy. I put a little flag next to the email from John. We're here. It's great. Yeah, I, I've had yeah. um, guests, and mm-hmm. I've been in experiences where uh, yeah, there's fifty different uh, back and forths and. Uh, calendars and assistants and it just gets a little cleared but anyway um yeah thank you for that return by the way so uh conditions for healing and forgiveness as we kind of both hold hands and slide toward home yeah. what are um, they <laughs> what are they well uh listen i want to put a request in since yes. you're in the psychology space i would love it if when everybody engaged in therapy at the beginning of the therapeutic process with your shrink, your counselor, whoever, um, the therapist might say something like this. We are going to get you healed. We're aiming for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to witness you. I'm your cha-. Like, this is one of the most powerful things. One of my many psychotherapists said to me was like, Danielle, I am your champion. I was mm. just like, what? You're on my side. You're not trying to fix me. You're rooting right. for me. Oh my or God. Money off that me. was, yeah. Oh, That was medicine. So like, you're going to be all that. You're rooting for the client, the patient. And then could you sprinkle in? And then if all goes well, maybe we can get to some forgiveness. Mm. Because I think that is left out of the conversation. Yeah. I think when my experience with therapeutic process, like you get far enough into it and then you kind of got to go do the forgiving on your own. Mm. And and there's this really critical juncture where you can keep having this kind of psyche wank, but like you keep going back to be witness and going back to talk about your story again, like mm. one more round, recapitulating the trauma enough already. And I think, you know, a great therapist wants to get themselves fired, you know, or retired. Um, but there could be this, I feel like there's this, then we could move, we could do this metaphysical lap mm-hmm. where we really move into, all right, you've been seen. Uh, we know the impacts of the pain. Can we move into forgiving? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, I love that, by the way. Um, what does forgiveness look like for you? 
relief. Um, it's one of those things, <laughs> forgiving is like orgasm. No one, mm. you go, you know, everybody can tell you what it is before you get there. And um, you don't know, you don't know what falling in love is until you fall in all the things, motherhood, right. all the things, all right. the things. You don't really know what forgiving is until you do it. And my experience is, and I, I'm really, I want to write more about it. I got to interview more people. I'll ask you right now. Um, John, the times when you have, okay, it's a two-part question. The times when you have forgiven someone else, like mm -hmm. really actively, like you are, you are off the hook, bless. Yeah. And or the times when you have been forgiven. Mm-hmm. What's it feel like? What's the experience? Yeah, uh, euphoria, release, yes. um, orgasmic, you said, um, yeah. lighter. Um, again, going back to the word expansion, I think when you are holding grudges, resentment, you're constricting, you can feel it in your shoulders. Um, when you forgive, there is air, there is breath, there is expansiveness, vastness, there is ocean, you're no longer a drop. Um, by the way, I'm supposed to go motorcycle riding with Will one day. And when I think about forgiveness, I think about, uh, I got to turn this camera for a second, but I think about uh, me on this Harley. And um, uh -huh. when there's a moment when you're riding where you forget you're on a bike, it's almost like you and the bike become one. And um, mm -hmm. maybe a lot of people feel that way when they're dancing or if you're doing improv, you kind of lose sense of self. And I think that's forgiveness. I think in, in um, when you are forgiving, you are um, forgiving, uh, you're for forgetting ego, you are um, being, you know, you are uh, going back to this idea of uh, living higher. Euphoria. E easier said than done. It's hard to do. <laughs> Wait, easier said than done, but that's what's waiting for everybody. But mm. here's the thing. <clears throat> the, the hot words in there are euphoria. Mm -hmm. It is this natural high which is what everybody is craving, seeking sure. in both an unhealthy and healthy way. Yeah. And you mentioned the word, and you mentioned that expanded state again, the ocean. That euphoria is our natural state. Mm. Like this oh, is the, this is a like This that. is a pattern I, I, I see with people where I see this a lot with people in, my, um, in our heart-centered membership where there's this question they say, you know, I, I forgave. We had this really loving moment. I was in joy. I felt some bliss. And then I came back to reality. I'm like, no, 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 no. All that other stuff, the high is the true reality, mm -hmm. but we mostly live in the unreality mm -hmm. back to like, you know, the accounting and the metrics and why you shouldn't forgive and all these things. But I just want to say to everybody, the for if you felt the forgiveness, that was legit. If you had those moments of healing, those for real. And that's, we want to get back to that. So that, all that to say, bring it full circle. Forgiving is our natural uh, Im impulse kind of demeans it in a way. It's our, um, it's the way. So if this was a movie, this is uh, the end of the sixth sense. Where you realize Bruce Willis was alive the entire time, 
Um, <sighs> what you just said, what yeah. you just said, that euphoria, <laughs> the feeling you get from forgiveness is our natural state, is that twist. Because I think for most people, their natural state they think is fight or flight, panic, sky is falling. Yes. You know, um, it's the stuff that we've gone through traumatic uh, in our stories that gets us um, to run away from that euphoria. You know, it just becomes further and further away. But that being our natural state, that being the homeostasis, yes. um, it's eye opening because I think about, wow, can you imagine if everyone lived there? And then dipping into lower frequencies is not natural. That's, you know, life turbulence. But our natural, we then default back to euphoria and expansiveness and love. Um, it would be a different world. Yes. I mean, it's, it's there. It's just um, um, how, how do we get there and, you know, can we stay there? I think getting there. So the different world is the new earth that mm. – you Eckhart, know, some Eckhart, Tolle, that Eckhart is talking yeah. about and, yeah. and, you know, the beautiful world our hearts know is possible and Charles Eisenstein's beautiful phrase. Um, I think we get there by one, just, just play, <laughs> just play mm. with the concept that it's your natural state. Yeah. Just consider that idea. Yeah. And what that would look that like. That homeostasis right. is love and joy. Joy, yeah. forgiveness compassion, all of these big, big words. And then you just use that concept to like smelling salts in the middle of the argument, kind of mm -hmm. wake you up a little mm -hmm. bit. And then eventually it moves from concept to like you actually embody it. Yeah. Like with all virtues, by the way, love is a virtue. Mm -hmm. Let people try on the different virtues, let them virtue signal. And then it moves from concept into, oh, I actually... I am generosity itself. I am love itself. I am forgiveness itself. It's a tall order, but it's what we're here for. You are one person um, of very few that I know where when I think about you, and I know we're just kind of getting to know each other, um, you're actually an experience, right? So you have beautiful words. Uh, you're kind of like the, um, like um, who's the, uh, one of my favorite bands, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Stevie Nicks, I saw her at the Rose Bowl and she came out in this flowy dress and spinning. Um, she was spinning and stuff. And I was like, she's like an experience. You just kind of um, take her in. So whether she's singing, dancing, doesn't matter kind of who she is. Um, and I find you as that way. I find you as kind of mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the Stevie Nicks of <laughs> wellness. <laughs> um, but I'm going to quote you, know, you on that. <laughs> not, that's a great, on the back of your next book. She Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm running wellness. with it. Oh, it's yeah. Confirmed. Like, it's okay. accurate. You are, um, and, and, you know, I get that through your content, your videos, your, your newsletters and all that. But uh, when we had dinner, um, there was kind of this note speed bumps, very flowy, knowing uh, it was very... Um, honest and just like uh you coming from the page to real life seamlessly and uh there was no um fabrication no performance it was very um just the experience of danielle laporte so um if you are listening i don't know if you can also uh, if you agree with me um but that's one of the i think it's one of your gifts you know it's not just um how well you write uh but it's just um how you show up and so I applaud that. I was going to ask you, do you have that poem that you read when we had dinner? 
You don't have it memorized. Be able to, I, I hold on because we are in the land of laptops. I yes. might be able to actually pull it up. As she digs through this um, this this poem, which I I was listening to, to it and I thought it was so beautiful, and especially the way it ended, um, I visualized. Oh, if I have her on my podcast, I'm gonna have her end with that. So I was thinking about that when she read it, and now there's a high chance I'm manifesting that, and it's going to be a reality based on how fast she can dig through her inbox <laughs> mm-hmm. without an assistant. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm in the realm. It's worth the wait. If you have to pee, go pee. Grab a beverage. Uh, Okay, because you're not going to edit out this. um, You're not going to edit out this. I don't edit it. I don't, Danielle, I don't edit anything. That's kind of my the whole point of my uh, of my stuff. I mean, unless you know, I mean, if we sit here and look for it for an hour and a half, well, that'll probably be edited out. <laughs> Can I read you a different poem? Yes. <laughs> okay. 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 <clears throat> I just wanted to end with um, your words. I wanted Some I wanted to end with a poem. My heart is so open, I can't tell if it is a gaping wound or a portal for everything that ever was and ever will be. I have learned to love the beautiful terror of eternity and the terror of scenario planning, how shattered I would become if all the dark things got taller than me and if I fell backwards in my forgetting of the light. But you can't fall backwards in space. You can only, only, only ever unfurl. And more than anything, I have wed the certainty that nothing changes without me. Nothing changes without me. Not coal becoming diamonds, not fertilizing eggs or migration patterns or medicine dreams. And what I thought was a net cast to me from a higher God is actually strands of truth and filaments of desire that I have strung together with my own hands and in precious encounters, I tie what I know and want to what you know and want so that together we can ride the winds of wonder. Mm. Friends, the Danielle Laporte experience. Uh, She uses words like, did you say medicine dreams? Mm -hmm. I use words like heart boner and she uses words like medicine. (laughs) She uses medicine <laughs> dreams, and uh, I use heart porn. Anyway, um, as we they end, both work, they both holy human. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's next for you? What are you up to? And uh, people are going to be able to find you through the show notes. But uh, yeah, what's, what's well, a- you and Vanessa should come to Vancouver, and yes. then you and Will can do motorcycle guys, bikes. and Vanessa and I can go. Yeah. Um, what's next for me is super practical. I've just Mm. hit pause. Mm -hmm. So these, this is an unconventional answer. Like there's lots of things I'm cooking up, go buy my stuff, come be part of my membership. Yes. DanielleLaporte.com. It's way better to just subscribe to my stuff and we don't have to get screwed over by the algorithm, all that. But I'll tell you, 
And the reason I'm telling you, because maybe somebody else needs to do this. I've just hit pause on a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been, I don't want, I'm tired of this cycle. I'm not, I'm not even tired. I'm just, it's not fitting to creativity anymore. I'm tired mm. of make, launch, 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 promote, 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 and then yeah. cram the making yeah. in. I can relate to that. And I've decided I just want to actually be after all these years, I've been, I've been quietly being, trying to be an eccentric creative. Mm. And I've just recently said, fuck it. And told like my team, I'm an eccentric creative. Things going to change around here yeah. in the best way. So don't launch that. Pause that. I'm mm -hmm. not podcasting for this chunk of time. I'm not. I'm not putting any posts up. Only going to put up like spontaneous whatever. And let me just go deep. So that's what's next. Like actually, it's so of the moment because you're my only thing today that I had to like you know have my hair done for, and <laughs> for the next three weeks. Starting in about five minutes, I am just getting out post-it notes and Evernotes and old mm -hmm. everything. And I may just go lie on the beach and think about life. And I'm going to make, make, make the deepest, deepest ever, ever. And then we cut the pie up and give it to the world. Ooh, we cut the pie up and give it to the world. Um, I hear a lot of you connecting back to self, which is, uh, yeah. you know, it's the reboot. It's when we take our iPhones and re restart that shit because a lot of the apps are glitchy. And uh, what a refreshing thing to hear. I can relate to all of that as someone that, you know, does the same, same stuff that you do. Um, yeah. Lots of having to post this, having to post that, having to sell seats, all of that. Um, yeah, just pausing and um, go create magic and see what ripples from that. You know, let's cut mm -hmm. the pie pieces later. Um, mm -hmm. That's a refreshing message for anyone. And I think- uh, First the berries, then the pie, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> first the berries, that's a bumper sticker. First the berries, then the pie. Um, if that then the algorithm. You, yeah. yeah, if that relates, uh, if you can, if that resonates with you, ask yourself what that looks like for Danielle that's sitting on the beach and, um, being with our thoughts and words, what does that look like for you? How can you execute that? How can you put a little um, reboot in, in your life? It's going to uh, equal realignment, uh, repositioning, and um, I think it's much needed in this world. Danielle, thank you for your time. I know you're busy, <sighs> and um, I can't wait to see the pie pieces you offer up when you come up and are ready to um, serve the world your pie. I don't know if that's thank a good you. line. Thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's God. a perfect oh, yeah. finale to Don't all of us. It. It's very mean. <laughs> all, right. all right, guys. Thank you, Danielle. Be, be well, and I will see you in Canada. Love. Yes, love. Gratitude. Thank you.